Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in today. Did you know there's a few different ways you can support us? We have a really cool Patreon page that has some great perks for contributing. Also, we have four sweet shirt designs currently up on our Store Envy page. Both links will be in the description below. And no matter how you choose to support us, we are so grateful to have you on board. Enjoy the show. up Hulkamaniacs. It feels good to be back. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Big Boys and Body Slams. Episode 13. 13 episodes. Lucky uh, 13. I just want to say right off the bat, right off the bat as we start, gentlemen, you guys did a fantastic job last week in my absence. Thank you. Very was, well done. It was I, all Luke. I was able to listen to your evolution uh, review as a fan and it was very satisfying. It was everything uh, I needed to uh, call myself before You bed. are buttering me up, man. We really missed you. My pleasure. Yeah, it's good to be back. I was out, out on vacation in, in sunny Arizona last week. And we were in rainy Washington. Made a stop in Disneyland on the way back. Oh, just rubbing do. it in. Just rubbing How's it in. How's Mickey doing? Oh, Mickey's doing great. Did but you kick it, Donald's ass for me? What do you have against Donald Duck? <laughs> Still daisy from me. Whoa. Wow, sorry. Wow, that's a love triangle we need to hear more about. I yeah. think so. Uh, but it is good to be back, and I'm so excited to be here to bring you uh, some throwback wrestling reviews. And it's November, which can only mean one thing. Survivor Series month. It is Survivor, Survivor Series, Series month. month. Our first annual Survivor Series month. Can I... Um, my favorite month. So my voice is kind of gone today. I apologize. Liar. But I, I'll just get my uh, impression out of the way. You ready? Please yep. do. <clears throat> Indeed... All right, thank you. Thank you, Luke. Uh, by okay. the way, we are Big Boys and Body Slams, and uh, over here, I, I'm Zach, by the way, and over here we do have Luke. Hello. And Kyle. No shirts this week. Disappointed. Some of you need to get get some shirts. Yeah, it's really sad because there's no video this week, and we're all shirtless. Yeah. I yeah, guess. we need shirts. Guys. Please buy you us saying you're going to buy a shirt, and you don't, and it's disappointing you, bro. You got to do it. You got to buy a shirt. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a YouTube version, but we're going to be kind of reserving video, I think, for our live shows that we're going to do, which our next one will be Survivor Series. But if you um, hate that, please let us know yeah, so if that you, I can pressure Zach. If you're, if you're insistent on having the video every week uh, uh, and you want to see our faces, let me know and we can definitely bring it back. It's just at this point, it kind of feels like it's more trouble than it's worth. And there'll still be a YouTube version. It will just be kind of static images and... and the, the sound of our voices. So you can catch us on YouTube, SoundCloud, um, iTunes, and the Google Play Store, of course. Uh, and that's 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 how you do it there. Leave us a rating. We could use a rating on iTunes. Uh, we got a few, and uh, our streams are going up, so that's been encouraging. But we could use some ratings and some love. We would love ratings. Five stars. Five stars only, though. Yeah, that's that's the rule, as always. But really, just any sort of of communication would be appreciated. Just any any sort of opinion. Even, yeah, if reach it's, out. even if it's a terrible opinion, it's still your opinion and we want to hear it. That's right. So just reach yes. out. Um, but be nice, please. Back to Survivor Series Month. Uh, this is episode one of Survivor Series Month where we're going to be doing Survivor Series all month long, including 2018. And what are we starting off with today, Kyle? We are starting with Survivor Series 1990. 1990. We got some legends up on this show. Yeah. This show is we're, chock full of them. We got some Hogan. Yep. We got some Warrior. Yep. We got some Road Warriors. Yep. We got some Gabbably Gooker. Yep. We got some Rowdy Roddy Piper yep. as an announcer. We got a little bit of Macho. A little Macho King. Mm-hmm. Out of control, though. We oh, get some yeah. We get some uh, Zach's personal favorite wrestler, Earthquake. I, I'm sorry, but I don't want to disrespect the dad. 
but th- we'll get into it later. But Earthquake has always just repulsed me. Well, well, let's start with the show. I don't then. think he was supposed to look pretty, pal. Yeah, let's get right into. It. Maybe he's doing his job, I guess. Then let's get right into mm. it. Um, so the show opens with uh, Vince McMahon, the voice, the smooth baritone oh, of Vince McMahon, screaming at you, uh, basically running through the card of all the matches you're going to see, and he's yelling at you over like Val Venus like music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no, like dude, saxophone. Kenny, jazz Kenny G is going fucking ham, dude. It's excellent, and he's just screaming at you about the show you're about, and get used to people screaming. Oh yeah, because then we got Roddy Roddy Piper in the and booth, Gorilla Monster. <laughs> in the booth in and case they're you, screaming in case you never watched WWF in 1990 yeah and if, it, it, this is by the way this is worth noting this is the old by far the oldest show we've done and this is like definitely the screamy era of wrestling where everybody's screaming at you all the time at, for, for always and then we gotta we gotta like throw this in there cause it ends up happening I think twice during the show but Roddy Piper calls out Saddam Hussein yeah, well, Piper calls out Saddam Multiple right off the top, people. and then uh, Hulk Hogan ends up calling out Saddam a little <laughs> nice, bit later nice on touch. in the show. Yeah, Roddy, Roddy ends up telling Saddam that he's going to have to pay multiple and out of his nose for it. And I yep, think I yep. think Piper's well, been putting stuff up his nose during this show. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so the... Because <laughs> Piper, is, he's out of control. Yeah, so he this, is screaming his bloody head off this entire he's, show. He's flip-flopping from face to heel this entire show and back and forth and back and forth. His little... Uh, well, that was kind of his thing, though, was being unpredictable. But his little prelude was like... I, I, apparently this is the first uh, pay-per-view or at least the first Survivor Series that they've aired in the, out on the Air Force or excuse me the Armed Forces Network yeah um, so all the, all the folks in the uh, at this time was this Desert Storm in the yeah. Persian Gulf I'm not sure man wow I sound stupid. lost some Middle East conference, uh, yep, conflict yep, was happening definitely they were mad at Saddam and the Iraqis um, and so Saddam Hussein has to pay double through the nose and then he did some weird cockadoodle do stuff to his nose and then and uh, uh I just want to note that both announcers have passed away. Yeah, that's For, actually true. Yeah, yeah, we do have a legend, Gorilla Monsoon. That's going to be a kind of a thing throughout this show. Yeah, a lot of people are no longer with us from this show. It's really sad. Which is unfortunate. That um, was almost 30 years ago, though. Yeah, so Piper is there. He calls out uh, Saddam Hussein. And then we get the big tease of the evening, which is what's in the egg. Uh, and there's a shot of the egg. And we're going to find out tonight what is in that dang egg that's been held over our heads for all this time and i'm so excited you're in for a treat with that and then from there we go into our first match which is the perfect team which is mr perfect um uh and demolition yep and demolition which is axe smash and crush versus Mm. the warriors team which is the texas tornado uh hawk and animal the road warriors and the ultimate warrior i would also like to say that first and foremost uh sir howard finkel looking Young and spry. The Fink? Yes, he was introduced literally just when the uh, little crossbar came up on the bottom. It was just, quote, unquote, The, the Fink. fink. Yeah. I love that. The Fink. Yeah, The Fink's out to introduce these men. In ma- prime form. Yeah. Um, so Animal and Smash start the match off. Uh, there's a suplex to Animal for a near fall. Then there's Mr. Perfect comes in, and then Smash comes back in. A lot of quick tags in all these Survivor Series matches. And again, uh, this these are all standard Survivor Series rules matches, which if you aren't aware is basically a single elimination match and the last man standing for his team or men in some cases yeah. standing for their team is the winner um and back to the match uh, so animal comes is in he power slam smash and there's a stereo atomic drops uh, from the legion of doom to mr perfect and then warriors tagged in and just levels mr perfect with the clothesline the clotheslines in this show are stiff and ugly looking can i uh, oh do you mean lariat yeah i'm sorry it was a lariat mm. uh, the lariat slash clotheslines in this show are out of control like they don't look good but they are stiff as all heck they look like they hurt they really do also this shit was the battle of the face paint like demolition has face paint. Yeah, Road Warriors Warrior. have face paint. The Ultimate Warrior has face paint. 
So much so, face paint. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so tornado, tor- Texas tornado. Carrie Von Eric. Yep. And Smash are in, and then Axe comes back in. They work over uh, Tornado. He sinks in the claw, which was kind of his uh, finishing maneuver, yeah. and uh, he, he ends up getting it because he was kind of doing it to recover from getting beat down. He's un- able to recover and tags in the warrior, and the place goes nuts. Uh, I think it became very clear early on that the two most over people on this show were Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. By far. The yep. crowd came unglued. Anytime, anytime the Ultimate Warrior would do anything on this show, anything, from getting tagged in to uh, 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 an elbow drop, the crowd would go insane. They were nuts. so behind Warrior. So he does come in. He hits a shoulder tackle and a splash, uh, the Warrior splash, to eliminate Axe just like that. And then Warrior takes out everyone here. He's going crazy. Crush comes in. He takes out the Warrior. Uh, Smash comes back in. And then back to Crush again. So a lot of quick tags. I got something to say here. Yeah. Because I was getting confused telling Demolition apart, and so was Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper literally couldn't tell Demolition. Roddy Piper at one point goes, I don't know who's who on Demolition. (laughs) And it's like, you know what, Roddy? Same, bro. (laughs) It was hard to tell them apart. Um Especially after Axe was eliminated. It's just all based on how bald they look. Yes, and the the baldest one was eliminated first, so after that... That was Axe. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Uh, So, Warrior takes everyone out, and then there's a lot of quick tags to the other team. Um, Crush is finally in. He hits a flying knee for a near fall. Then another clothesline to Crush from the Warrior. Hawk comes in, and then Mr. Perfect comes in, and then Hawk just, like, lifts up Mr. Perfect with a double-arm choke. And he's just on fire here. He's yelling and screaming. Uh, just like everyone. Yep. Mr. Perfect gets sent into the ropes. Hawk gets sent into the, goes for, to tackle him, misses, and gets, goes sent into the post first. Uh, the classic steel post uh, shot, which we'll see. Very well sold, by the way. Yes, very well sold. And uh, just like today, it was a spot you will see several times in the show as a man being sent to the corner post. Um, there's uh, Hawk strikes. Uh, to smash and then there's a clothesline to smash and then uh, a fist drop that's the only thing I could think to call I wanted to call it a five knuckle shuffle but um, Luke yelled at you but Luke called it a fist drop and said I can't call it a five knuckle yes. shuffle so we'll call it a semantics uh, thank you yes we'll call it a, a five knuckle shuffle fist drop um, god damn it sorry and then there's a flying clothesline uh, to Hawk for a near fall and then everyone starts brawling at this point uh, a referee gets shoved and Hawk kicks the ref and then suddenly demolition and uh, the Legion of Doom, uh, the Road Warriors are d- disqualified. Both teams, just they like just, that. They just start brawling, and the refs like, "Fuck it, I'm done." <laughs> all, all y'all, all y'all, go back to the back. Yeah, this is the first match, but I'm sick of this shit already. Yeah, it, they're just gone. They're <laughs> bye, and so that leaves Mr. Perfect against the Texas Tornado and the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, Warrior and Perfect are in, and then the Tornado gets tagged in right away. He strikes Perfect in the corner, and then sends Perfect outside of the ring. Um, and then the warrior comes in. He goes outside, takes out Bobby Heenan, and just and this is the first of many Bobby Heenan bumps. Because yes. by the way, he's he's uh, accompanying Mr. Perfect to the ring. He's his manager, the and Weasel himself. He's taking bumps all over the show, and this is the first one. Gorilla says it's open season on Weasels. Yes, I chuckled. And uh, it's kind of funny because Heenan like wasn't really doing anything. Like he was getting involved a little bit, but. It, war, the ultimate warrior had to go out of his way to go out of the ring and take him out like he had to like make yeah. it a, he was he was a man on a mission i think that's the greatest part about bobby heenan though was because he was so annoying in a good like in a heel way that the, yeah the faces just want to kill well, him. and that's the thing is like every match that he was involved in that, that i mean back then that was that was a, a guaranteed pop was oh yeah for correct. sure because everyone 
everyone despised the heel Bobby Heenan. And it did get a pop. And, Always. And especially because the Warrior was And he sells it. the hell out of it. We need to give him props on that. Yeah, for sure. Because he is he was flying. Like yeah, and, and remember Warrior grabbed both... Uh, Heenan and Perfect and bang their heads together at one a point. A classic yeah, 90s. Yep, yep. And then, then toss them into the crowd. Yeah, that's true. Over yep. the barricade. He, he's like, get the fuck out of here, Bobby. And out of there he does go. And then, back in the ring, uh, somehow the turnbuckle had gotten removed, and Tornado hits his head on the exposed buckle, which leads to a perfect plex, and Tornado is gone. And then right after that, Warrior comes in. The same exact sequence happens again, but... That's not good enough to finish the Ultimate Warrior because he manages to kick out. And then he gets up and Mr. Perfect delivers some nice stiff chops to him. That's a clothesline for a near fall to the Warrior. Warrior fires up and we get a series of clotheslines, a flying tackle, a splash. And the Ultimate Warrior gets the pin on Mr. Perfect and the win for Team Warrior in the first match of the night. What did you guys think of this match? You know what? I really enjoyed it. I uh, I gave it three stars because I was entertained. Mm. I thought it was fun. I thought it was quick paced for the time. The time, like the time frame 1990 yeah 1990 uh warrior actually looked pretty good sort of legion of doom they were kind of stiff but it was fun to watch so i gave it three stars um one thing that i was thinking throughout this whole match is the tag team match that never happened that i wish did was the dudley boys versus the legion of doom legion of doom versus the ascension stop stop saying that why why specifically the dudley boys because i think the two most decorated tag teams of all time and i think they were both stiff and I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, I think they were both kind of stiff, but mm-hmm. in a good way, and I think they both could take the punishment from each other. I think it really depends on who you ask. How about a, how about a three-way tag one. match between them, the Dudley Boy, the Dudley Boys of Legion of Doom, and the Acolytes? Oh, jeez. Oh, That's you're a whole lot of stiff. You're, talk, you're talking oh, my level. I've got a stiff. <laughs> I mean... What? Huh? What did you think of the match, Luke? Um... <laughs> I uh, I thought it, I gave it two and a half stars. I thought it was a, a fun way to start things out. Warrior was on fire. Um, you're right though, Kyle. You did mention a ton of stiff moves in this match. That's 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 this is 1990s WWF, man. You really see people just taking some bumps, and it doesn't it doesn't it's not very apparent unless you're looking for it and looking at the contact that their f- fists and forearms are having. But these guys are beating the hell out of each other. Um, but it was super entertaining. I can also say that um, you could tell me that Kerry Von Erich and the Ultimate Warrior were like twins. And they I, look like I it. I totally believe oh, it. Oh, yeah. Same damn tan, yep. same like dirty blonde hair. Yeah. Also, um, I really miss Roddy Piper just yelling at Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, yeah. He called him a boob, called him a stooge, called him a weasel, everything under the sun. Piper's the best, man. It was fantastic. He was on one. Two and a half stars? Um, I gave the match two and a half stars as well. I thought it was a pretty uh, decent little opening match. Really hammy, really kind of late 80s, early 90s cheese kind of scattered throughout. Um, It was fun. I definitely, I didn't hate it at all. Okay, and let's uh, go through this here. Passed away on this match. The Ultimate Warrior. The Texas Tornado. Road Warrior Hawk. uh, Crush. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Fuji, who was outside the ring with Demolition. And Bobby the Brain Heenan. Just in one. Seven. Wow. That's crazy. Seven out of the ten guys that were involved in this match. Thankfully, that's not a trend that totally continues the whole show, but you will see some more uh, people. Did you keep an official counter, Kyle? I didn't keep an official counter, but I just kept writing. Oh, okay. Like, dead. Because I think the number did go. (laughs) That first match, it was very apparent, like, right away. Like, man, most of these people are dead, like, as everyone's making their entrances. It's Um, really sad, too, because these guys are probably, like, 30 years old at this time. Yeah. And this was 30 years ago, right? Yeah. So that they're only like sixty right now. No, yeah. dude. It, I mean, pretty much until you hit about mid two thousands, 
wrestlers were just treating their bodies like complete garbage. Oh yeah, I sure. mean they 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 still kind of are probably, but no, these not, you can't not tell me the these point, wrestlers. These wrestlers the are gonna they live. Were. These wrestlers this day and age are gonna live past sixty. Yeah, because they they the they, they are so much more now than ever treating themselves like real mm-hmm. athletes and like a real and sport the companies to an extent are holding them accountable. For I will, sure. They have done a lot better with the chair shots, the head, and that yeah. stuff. But I still think that there's steroids running rampant. Yeah, but there's probably not incessant coke use all through the yeah. locker room. Yeah, you don't see guys true. shaking when they kind of shorten. That's true. Anyway. We did see that a lot of that. Um, kind of gives you heart problems. Yeah. So after that match, uh, we get a backstage interview with the Million Dollar Team. Uh, did they say anything of note to you guys? DiBiase was alluding to a surprise. Yeah, he said there's going to be a surprise member of the surprise, team tonight. Surprise, motherfucker! And it's going to be a good surprise, and you're going to want to see the surprise. Mm. And that leads right into the match, which is the dream team, which American is Dusty Rhodes. Dream. Nice. Thanks, Luke. Uh, which is, of he's course, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, oh, he's still going. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, which is Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. Coco Beware. And uh, The Rockers. The Rockers. Sean or Michael no, Wilson, the Hart Foundation. Jimmy. Damn it. Well, you really screwed the pooch. Written, you really screwed the pooch on that one, Kyle. That was fun. No, yeah, the Hart Foundation, Jim the Anvil Nightheart and Bret Hart, uh, versus the Million Dollar Team, which is Greg the Hammer Valentine, the Honky Tonk Man, as Rhythm and Blues, uh, Ted DiBiase, and the Mystery Man, which is from Death Valley, accompanied by Brother Love, King. the Undertaker. That's right, the Undertaker making his WWF debut with Brother uh, Love. With Brother Love, by the way, there are a lot of managers in this match. Ooh, Brother Love also has a Paul Heyman ponytail. Oh yeah, it's sexy. Brother Love's looking great. You're looking and great, Bruce. He escorts the Undertaker out to the ring, and the announcers are just putting him over like nobody's business with a, with a fat. And and if you haven't seen, I mean, you I guarantee you have, but go on Google or something and look up Undertaker when he first got in, and look at this dude's outfit. Like, it's totally just Western, like, tombstone. It's um, awesome. I love he, it. He's got a, the fattest fucking tie you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it, like, goes from nipple to nipple. Yeah, and he's got, like, it, once he takes his jacket off, he's got, like, these frayed <laughs> shoulders that look like the fucking Flintstones. It looks like something you'd get from a Halloween store. Oh, he, in the best he way. looks straight out of Halloween, but it's so, and his mullet, it's so magnificent. Oh, yeah. Um, so we do get into the match, and Taker starts us off. He's going to be the first man in. Undertaker and Bret are in. Uh, he... It's not a choke slam to start off, but he kind of like choke hits. Yeah, Brett he, to he the just like grabs him by the throat and just slams him to the ground. Yeah, yeah. On his, and he's on his knees, and then he sits there and chokes Brett down for a second. Uh, he's very much Stoic working. He's very much working like a zombie, more yeah, or less. Staccato. Uh, uh, yeah, very kind of one note, and very he's he's underselling everything, and he's kind of just moving slowly and being. I mean, he's quick though. When he's running the ropes, he's got speed, and you can tell. You know, he's got intensity, but. He's very much working kind of like a zombie, I guess you'd say. Um, so Coco Buer comes in, th- thinks he'll try his hand at things. Um, Neidhart's in there for a spell as well. Pretty much just gives him Who? a nice power Who? slam. Who? Neidhart. Thank you. Thanks, Dad. Also, he had a sexy pink leather cap when he came in. I love the Heart Foundation and everything about them. They were great. Uh, they were great, yeah. So he gives a power slam on the Undertaker, and then Coco Buer decides he's going to try his hand. And he eats a two... A, ugly tombstone he gets folded in half this is the first tombstone <laughs> yep this is the first undertaker tombstone and he destroys coco beware and then he like realize he's out of position and he kind of has to like scurry him along the ring yeah yeah so so vertically he would have his knees would have been like under the ropes <laughs> yeah and so he had to like turn him so that he was like uh perpendicular with the ring and then like fold his arms sideways that was really funny uh but he does get the pinfall on coco beware hell yeah he does be, 
the first man eliminated, and then Brett comes in, Taker no-sells some strikes to him, and then he tags uh, Greg in, and then Dusty Rhodes gets tagged in, and they trade chops, uh, the Anvil and uh, Dusty Rhodes, that is, and then Anvil comes back in, and then Brett in, a lot of quick tags again, and then uh, Valentine takes out Brett Hart, and the Honky Tonk Man comes in, hits a running knee to Brett, and then Anvil comes in, power slams Honky Tonk Man uh, to hell, and eliminates him. What a great that running, was a great what move. a great power slam Anvil that was awesome had. oh yeah it was there was so much force and velocity behind him, it. him and British Bulldog man had some ridiculous power slams I'd say I'd say Braun Strowman might have like the best oh Braun's right got a great one but right, uh, at least right now yeah he's the but best God Nightheart really was good with anything with any slam really he, he, he was just he, he was made kind you of feel underrated. it he made you feel oh yeah of course very yeah I agree put um, him in the Hall of Fame Vince. What the hell? Yep. And then Anvil uh, takes out Ted DiBiase, and then Dusty Rhodes comes in. There's corner elbows to Ted. The crowd is into those. They're counting along and cheering. Um, and then he hits a big uh, fat man drop kick. That was awesome. On to Anvil. That was awesome. And then uh, Virgil distracts Anvil for a second when he's going to kind of do an Irish rip off the ropes. Causes a distraction. DiBiase just hits a normal clothesline, uh, just like an everyday clothesline, onto uh, Nightheart. And eliminates him. Also, did you you already mentioned this? I'm sure, but there's just a ref watching Virgil while he's just like grabbing his leg. Yeah, there's a ref outside the ring this whole show. Who's by the way, a young Shane McMahon. Shane O'Mac. And he seems to be powerless to actually do anything because he sees several times people blatantly cheating outside the ring and never does anything about it. Like he doesn't even go as far as to eliminate anybody from ringside, does he? Um, I. Th- He's tr- he tries to like get people to leave, yeah. but I don't think he ma- ever makes that call. Um, but yeah, a simple clothesline eliminates Anvil, which is the first of many uh, kind of out-of-nowhere Non-finish finishes. Finishes on normal moves. And it kind of caught us off guard the first time, but we got used to it. Uh, fast. It's just BS because Neidhart's a fucking hoss. Yeah, and a little drop kick, and he's out. Yeah. And then uh, after that, Brett comes in, sends Ted into Dusty's elbow in the corner, and then tags Dusty in. And the taker comes in, the Undertaker, and he. I don't know what. I don't know what that was. Proud of you. Thank you. And then the Undertaker. Uh, there's a stomp to Dusty, and then Brett comes back in. He gets choked out in the corner by the Undertaker, and then Brett Atomic drops Ted DiBiase. And then Dusty's in, Taker's in, and there's a top rope axe handle to Dusty, and that eliminates him. So another kind of average move uh, eliminates a, a legend. Personally, I think he should have just tombstoned everybody. I know, I wanted to see more tombstones. All at once. Especially after he folded Coco Beware in half with that one. He probably thought best to, yeah, let's not try that again. Maybe practice a little bit more. Yeah. And so Brett comes back in, and then Greg the Valentine comes in. And while this is happening... Uh, Dusty Rhodes takes out Brother Love outside. The Undertaker sees that, doesn't care for it too much, and chases uh, Dusty Rhodes away, and he gets counted out, and he's eliminated. It's kind of a good way to eliminate The Undertaker here. Is it? Because because He's not getting beat by anybody. Yeah. No one's going to pin him clean in his debut. Right, so he, he, he runs off, and you can't put him in the main event, which... The main event of this show is all the winners facing each other, like the heels versus the faces. Yeah, that's true. And you, you can't put The Undertaker that. in there because he's going to just job to Hogan and Warrior. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, it's or just, beat them. Yeah, or beat them, and you can't have them lose either. I think I'd be willing to excuse this more if it had been the only count-out finish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. Evening. Oh, God. Um, we would get several more, but The Undertaker is gone. Uh, but still, I think for a debut for a superstar, he had a megastar written Ooh, all over We're going to have this talk after we give our ratings. Cause all over him. Oh, my gosh. Um, and... 
uh, goodbye, Undertaker. So back in the ring, Bretton eliminates Greg Valentine with a figure four reversal. Uh, so Valentine's going for a figure four. Uh, Brett's able to kind of reverse it into a pin. Uh, it's it's pin a really it's a really nifty looking. It's really reversal slick. Too. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. kind of do it justice by talking about it, but it looked really smooth. Um, so Greg Valentine is out. Um, DiBiase gets taken out uh, with a plancha to the outside. He's outside recovering from the brawl that happened, and Bret Hart plunches right over the top rope onto him. The oh. announcers don't even know what to call it. Yeah, we were just talking like, oh, yeah, well, Zach, I don't know if you've watched this pay-per-view, but you're about to see a lot of clotheslines and body slams, and then, hell, we got a there plancha. Brett going right over the top. Of course top. it was Brett. And then he hits Ted's head on the steps, and then they get back inside the ring. He's working Ted over in the corner. Um, and then... Uh, Ted gets some chops in on Brett in the corner. There's a backside for a near fall by Brett. Brett trips over Ted DiBiase, like uh, kind of like when they run the ropes, and Ted DiBiase lays down, and Brett's supposed to jump over him, but he trips over him. And then he fakes an injury. He fakes an injury, which causes a distraction lo- just long enough um, for Brett Hart to get a roll-up. For two. For two, yeah, which is kind of a nice swerve because you think if that happens, well, that's going to be the, the, the spot that ends it. But no, it was just a two-count. Um and Virgil gets taken out by Ted DiBiase here. Again, blatant cheating. Virgil is literally holding Bret Hart against the ropes, uh, and his arms are tied, and nothing's happening. The ref just is watching this happen, apparently. No, stop. Oh, yeah. and, he, like, and he like starts counting like it's a rope break thing. Yeah. Like it's not a direct yeah. disqualification. Um, it's worth noting, by the way, that uh, Ted and Bret are the uh, only ones left on both of their teams at this point. Right. Um, so I thought I'd throw that in there. So Virgil's taken out, which causes a bit of a distraction, which allows Brett to get a second rope elbow for a near fall. And then he goes for a crossbody, but Ted DiBiase rolls over for the pinfall and the victory for his team as the sole survivor. What did you guys think of the match? All right, so first of all, rest in peace to both Jim Neidhart and Dusty Rhodes in this match. Yeah, definitely. Two legends. So uh, I give it... Isn't Coco dead? No. No? Okay. Sorry, Coco. I gave it two and three quarters. I really enjoyed it. I really think the debut of The Undertaker was very well done. I think Bret Hart continues to show why he, even though he's a prick, is one of the best ever. Um, oh, and Dusty. You're such an ass. Dusty's great. Dusty Dusty was not a prick either. He was great. Dusty was great. Luke? I gave it, uh, actually, I originally gave it two and a half, um, but then realized that my bias was showing a little bit, even though Kyle apparently fucking loved it. But I gave it, I gave it two and a quarter just because of Taker. Um, it was, it, it kind of plotted along a little bit. It wasn't as good as the first match, um, but you do get all, you do get a ton of legends there. And did you already give your rating, by the way, Zach? Nope. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Um, let's see. I do want to have this conversation after you give your rating, but no, it, it was solid. It was, it was. Um, just could have used a little bit more. We did make a joke that Bret Hart was. Uh, damn it, Kyle. We did make a joke that Bret Hart was really showing off, and we we're like, you know, no wonder everyone credits him as like such an amazing technician because he was the only one out there with a full damn move set. Yeah, he was like, doing he wrestling was the, moves. He was like the only guy that did wrestling moves this whole pay per view. <laughs> yeah, hey, Dakota, friend of the podcast, Bret screwed Bret. Brett, oh, yeah, he did. Brett did screw Brett, but he looked damn great here. He looked great here. Yeah. Um, two and a quarter. I'm with Luke. I give it two and a quarter. Uh, I do think it picked up towards the end when uh, Brett and uh, Teddy Biasi were kind of working together. The match did pick up. Uh, other than that, I did think it was kind of slow and plotting. Uh, uh, a bit messy. There were a couple kind of uh, messy sequences, but it was not terrible. And you got the debut of The Undertaker. You ready? Right, so I give it 2.25. Go ahead. Here it comes. Besides Goldberg... 
Has anyone had a more dominant like first year, first run than The Undertaker? Brock Lesnar. You think so? I think Undertaker was better than Brock Lesnar, but I think Goldberg probably had a better first run because didn't he win the title? Well, that's what I'm saying. Run? I said besides Goldberg. Well, yeah. no, that Taker won the title too. A year later. Was it a year later when he yeah, beat Hogan? Because he, he won at Survivor Series. He won at Survivor Series 91. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I shouldn't was, have said first run. I shouldn't have said first year. I guess I should have just said first run. But well, I mean, Undertaker's first run's still going. <laughs> that's right. He's still going on that. Yeah, his first, first run never run. ended. What the hell are you talking about? The run gonna, is I'm still gonna count, going. I'm going to count. I'm going to count gimmick changes as different runs, and when he's taking hiatuses and shit. Okay. Is, is okay. that question? Yeah. Was he ever anything other than the Undertaker? No. Okay. Gimmick never changed. The gimmick changed. Hate, Come on. I he was hate, always the Undertaker. I hate both of you, especially Kyle. Amer- okay, okay. American Badass was a different gimmick. Can we agree on that? But it was still come a dead on. man, right? No. He did but, not get referred to until he, be- he was big his, evil. Then how come his theme song said, Dead Man Walk? And how long did it take until that happened? I don't know. I don't, I'm pretty sure with Kid his Rock, pan, he didn't have that. His pants always said Dead Man Inc. That was, that was when he became big evil that they said that. He came out like fucking denim for American Badass. I'm pretty sure it still said Dead Man. Inc. Oh, good God. Fight me. This is one of my favorites. So are we in agreement so that Brock Lesnar had a pretty good first run? Oh, he had a great first run. But can you imagine what it was like? Didn't to- he win the title like three months later? Yeah. He became the youngest world t- champion of all time. That then got beat by Randy Orton. Yeah, because they were F5 mad at connects. Him for leaving the company. I do want to say, though, can you imagine back here in 1990, WWF 1991? Being said, being told, oh yeah, by the way, you're facing the Undertaker tonight. Like you know damn well that you're gonna have to sell the hell out of everything. He's not gonna sell a damn thing, and it's gonna end with you getting plopped on your head. He was also pretty green. Like his moves look like they really um, hurt. Maybe just a tombstone because he wasn't really that green here. His I'm, clotheslines look like they were just kind of. But everybody's clotheslines. That's yeah. true. Yeah, everybody's clotheslines. And I think like a lot that. of that's more on the people selling the clothesline than the people. Because he was already, he was that already like the Punisher, Dice Morgan. He was already yeah. mean Mark Callis. Um, had a I, WCW run. It was interesting to see, uh, kind of like Luke was talking about. He sold nothing in this match. No. Zero things. from anybody. No, basically he's, a Braun Strowman match. Yeah, he's invincible. Yep. He went on, you know, next year to beat Hogan, and that was a good finish because Flair came out and fucking plopped a steel chair and Tombstone done. So it made both people look good. But yep, Taker's it, gonna be run, It sucks that his run only was seven days back then. It should have been a lot longer for his first run. I feel like just the Undertaker's title runs in general, it, like. Haven't been what he deserved. Given the longevity mm. of his career, I think he left a lot of days as champion on the table that for some reason they didn't never want to uh, kind of give that mantle piece to right. him. Right. How many titles did he end up winning, though? Like seven? Uh, several, yeah. Several champions. Yeah. So between, the world, had, between the world championship and the WWE title, he had At some least lanes. he had enough runs, though. Right. Like, yeah. And he was one of those. It was that, a lot uh, better than, say, Kane, who deserved a lot longer than they got. Yeah. Or even Andre, who only had like two days or something yeah. like that. Yeah, well, and I think, too, The Undertaker is kind of one of those guys that doesn't necessarily need Literally the title. Literally what I was going to say, that's, what, that's, you know, to quote Bruce Pritchard, he didn't need the title. Yeah. He had a fucking streak, for God's sake. And, sakes. I mean, he was never as great of a champion as, like, Vince McMahon or anything, but he was still a good champion. Oh, you are cruising for a bruising. <laughs> Let's move on. Kyle, stop. <laughs> so, up next, the, uh, the Vipers uh, are interviewed, which is the team that is led by Jacob the Snake of Roberts. <laughs> And uh, everyone's just yelling. There's some more yelling going on here. Um, I guess I'll say it is Jake the Snake, Jimmy Superfly, Snooker. Juiced Snooker. Oh, yeah. He's he's on the roids here. Yeah, he is. And then the Rockers are actually in this match. And then the Rockers are actually in this match. Which oh, is uh, Shawn Michaels in his 
tag team partner. Martin Janetti. You guys are such haters. Jesus. What? Martin Janetti was good too. But he was always the partner. Yeah, it's true. Of fucking course. Shawn he Michaels partnered, was always. Because he partnered with Shawn fucking Michaels. Okay. Okay. Christian partnered. They still tag teamed with Edge and everybody remembers Christian. Ten, they're still a top 10 tag team. No. Yes. No. The yes. Rockers? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yes, no, they not. are. Yes, they are. I can name 10 tag teams that were better. Do it right now. Legion of Doom? No. Dudley Boys? <laughs> Hardy Boys? Edge and Christian? Okay. That's five. APA? That was four, actually. <laughs> APA, Heart, APA Heart is not better no, than no, the Rockers. No, no, no. I'll take the Rockers before the APA. Heart Foundation? Okay. Harlem Heat? Okay. The Outsiders? Mm. Mm. Okay. Yes. Okay. As a tag team, though? Uh, New Age Outlaws? No. Yes. No, I take the Rockers gimmick, over the New Age Outlaws. By gimmick, sure. New Age Outlaws. Okay. Okay. I've lost count, by the yeah, way. I've <laughs> lost I'm pretty, count sure, I'm pretty sure you were at nine, so the fucking Rockers. I love the Rockers, by the way. They were, they were so ahead of their... They were the Usos, like, you know, 30 years before. So, anyway, go ahead. And the Visionaries are the team that's taking on the Vipers, uh, which is going to be Warlord, Power and Glory... And uh, Rick Martel. The Steroid Express. Yes, who's the captain. Who looks like Ethan Carter's dad. He does. He totally does. You, when you mentioned that, I totally noticed. Um, there's a little bit of a storyline going into this match between Jacob the Snake Hub and Rick Martel because Rick Martel partially blinded Jake the Snake when he sprayed him with his... Uh, with his arrogance. With his little... With his cologne? Cologne bottle. Can, can I make an observation There was nothing here? little about yes, it. please. I've accidentally sprayed my face... With clone before too, and I never went blind, so I'm wondering what. what and and actually, I forgot that Jake the Snake was using like a a cosmetic contact to make it look like his whole eye was cloudy, like, like his pupil was gone. Yeah, just completely gone. It I didn't realize cool. I didn't realize that people would use contacts that early. In- Can I just say real quick, man? I love Jake the Snake. He was mm. one of the earliest wrestling characters that I remember really being into when I was really the really best ring psychologist of all time, uh, and, and just the best DDT. Of oh, yeah. Oh yeah, he looked like he killed great. people. And if anybody hasn't seen the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts, go watch that movie. Actually, right now because yeah, it's brilliant. Okay, you need to watch that, but after you watch Beyond the Mat, because you need to know right. what what kind of yep. shape he That's was. That's when in. you got to see him at his lowest. Yeah. Yes, you want to see him at his lowest, and then at his peak, Diamond Dallas Page is a legend. <clears throat> Let's I get into the you. match. Um, so Marty Jannetty and Warlord, who by the way, Warlord, if you don't know who he is, uh, because I couldn't really was kind of drawn a blank on him. He looks to me. Like Stone Cold and Nathan Jones just like smushed together. Yeah, they ate one another. He looks and, like a beefed up Stone Cold, and he's definitely wearing the Stone Cold attire too. Oh yeah, the the black trunks, the like black, the exact same trunks, the, like, probably black. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, the black knee pads. Well, um, he also comes out with a huge ass. You're forgetting the whole part where he comes out with a with huge like ass of the W. He comes out with a huge ass W staff, like his metal. Sta- it looks like looks like uh, Zed from fucking it Power does. Rangers. 80s wrestling was the best. And then yeah, he's got like that metal Phantom of the Opera half mask. Um, so Warlord and Jenny do start. Uh, Jenny gets thrown into the corner, and then uh, he tries to escape, but the Warlord throws him in several times. He no sells a couple drop kicks, but to be fair. Jannetty missed those drop kicks, uh, and then uh, the warlord kind of just like well, the, swipe, nobody remembers swipes them. him off. Um, oh my god! I'm gonna ignore that comment. Marty uses his quickness here, gets a tag into HBK. I'm gonna call him HBK because it was quicker to write on my notes, so I'll try and remember to call him Shawn Michaels as we go. But I was writing down He's HBK. Blonde Shawn here. Yeah, blonde Shawn, blonde mullet, short mullet Shawn Michaels very Gorgeous. early on uh, in his run, and so Shawn comes in, and then Rick Martel comes in, and then. Um, 
there's a nice uh, arm drag counter. Martel goes for an arm drag, and uh, HBK. I called him HBK again. I'm just gonna call him HBK. Just call him HBK. Yeah, I'm just gonna call him HBK. Everybody knows Shawn Michaels yeah. and HBK are the same. And so he goes for an arm drag, and then uh, Shawn Michaels actually reverses it into one of his own. That was pretty slick. Uh, oh, by the way, this yeah. is Shawn Michaels when he actually is a good-looking guy and not looks looking like he runs the bowling alley. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sean. I, <laughs> I I swear that at some point Sean Michaels has been switched off for a different person because he has not aged that well. He looks really good here. He looks like, great here. Like he looks like like a male model or something. But then when you get into like Heartbreak Kid, Sean Michaels, you're like, what happened? Did you no. buy like six bowling alleys? No, he's st- he looks really good right until he like becomes a born again Christian, pretty much. No. Yeah, when he still has a full head of hair and he isn't like balding back like. Hogan? I didn't think Shawn Michaels looked great after he dyed his hair from blonde to... No, no you were false. Dude, that was like he was the a beginning. sex symbol. He was, that's when he became the sexy boy. Yeah, but he was a way sexier boy back in the day, Luke. Okay, sure. We all were in the prime of our lives, I guess. I am in my prime, so is Zach. Uh, there's a drop kick to Rick Martel, and then a classic mm. Shawn Michaels monkey flip in the corner, and then Jake comes in, and then Glory comes in. And uh, I'm just going to call them Glory. Paul Roma. Uh, Power and Glory, because that's what's written on their pants. It's Hercules and Paul Roma. Uh, but I'm going to call them Power and Glory. Uh, so Glory comes in, and then Snooka comes in, and then Power comes in, and then there's uh, uh, Snooka chops Power down to the ground, and then the Warlord comes in, gives the nice big old body slam to Jimmy Superfly Snooka. And Snooka's, he, we super, mentioned it earlier, super, but he is, he's got muscles on, he's got muscles where men shouldn't have muscles. He really, match. like, took his time off and. Injected steroids. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. His hair too is that he looks a mess here. He, he's basically shaggy like, facial hair. It's yeah. crazy. He, yeah, he's awesome though. I love Jimmy Snuggie. Oh yeah, uh, Snuggie gets drop kick in, and then um, uh, Warlord gets a bear hug in on Snuka. And or no, sorry to Janetti because Janetti did tag in at one point, and then uh, to get out of it, Janetti uh, boxed Warlord's ears. It's a good old ear boxing. You don't see that very often anymore. In wrestling. By the way, that hurts like hell. I imagine it does. It made it made Warlord let go of the hold, so it must hurt because that guy's stacked. And then there's a crossbody reversed into a power slam, and uh, that was it for Marty Jannetty in that match because he gets eliminated by Warlord after that. Shawn Michaels comes back in, hits her with a big reverse Rana, which is so funny because we were talking about how, man, you're probably not going to see any Hurricane Ranas in this show. And then, of course, of all people. Shawn Michaels came through for me and gave me a reverse Rana, or as Jim Carnett calls it, the stupidest move in wrestling. Oh, he can suck it. <laughs> I can't even do it tonight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Jim Cornette sucks. <laughs> That's all I'll say about Jim Get Cornette. Get out of the air, motherfucker. And Jake Snake comes in. and He, then, he really is just such a douche. Like, he hates anything that is fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He wants to just go watch guys like. We need to get Joe on here to debate this. Is he? A, is he? A, oh, he's a cornet mark out the ass. That's a YouTube. Well, that's a YouTube I, special. I really like your brother, but he's wrong. That's a YouTube special. We got Jim Cornette is just on. sucks. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, so Jake comes in, starts hitting some of his famous jabs under the Warlord. He hits a clothesline on him, and then Shawn Michaels comes in, and then eats a huge back body drop, and then Power comes in, Hercules, uh, and clotheslines Shawn Michaels, and then Martel comes in, he gives a body slam to Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is a punching bag at this point in this match. And then Glory comes in, I can't remember his real name. Paul Roma. Paul Roma comes in. <laughs> Shawn Michaels gets sent hard into the corner, kind of sells it, flips yeah, no, the, the classic dips up into the Michaels, air. Yeah, the classic uh, corner corner sell there. Then Martel gets sent into the post, uh, goes for a, a spear into the corner, gets sent to the post again. 
and then Snuka gets tagged in. There's a kind of a cross shoulder. It's not really a cross body. Uh, it's cr- more of a cross shoulder for a near fall. Like a shoulder block, yeah. Then there's a springboard from Snuka, which gets rolled into a uh, Rick Martel pin, and Jimmy Snuka is eliminated. And then uh, Jay- you forgot to say Martel had the tights. Oh yeah, he had the tights on the because Roddy Piper said that he had the tights. He had the tights. Says the dirtiest player in the game. Yes, right. No, hey, Rick hey, player wasn't announcing. He's calling it as he sees it. You know. Um, so yes, goodbye, goodbye to uh, Snuka. So Jake's in now, and then Hercules comes in, and then Martel. Well, first Martel was in, but he was too scared to face uh, to face Jake, so he tagged in Hercules. Jacob the Snake. Jacob the Snake. He can't can't face off against Martel. Um, so then Martel hits Jake from the apron uh, while he's battling with Hercules, and then Glory comes back in. I'm gonna keep calling him Glory. Glory comes back in. He misses uh, mid rope elbow, and then Shawn Michaels comes in, hits a flying elbow of his own. Um, standing, a standing flying elbow. Page turning, page turning. Yes, and then there's a suplex uh, from HBK, and then an elbow drop for a near fall. Classic Shawn Michaels elbow drop. Uh, it's funny how this early on, early on in his career, how much of the Shawn Michaels signatures were already kind of starting to be introduced. Oh, he knew what he wanted to be. Yeah, and I think anybody watching back then knew he was the guy on the rise. He, you could tell the, the 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 energy he brought and the intensity that he brought. Mm-hmm. He was, I, I was think way up He was here. too damn good for that tag team. I, oh, for sure. I agree. Um, I know you do, <laughs> fucking bastard. I know, like, hindsight's twenty twenty, but, I mean, you you know what he is now and what he became, but you, I'm watching this, and I'm like, how did anybody not think this guy was going to be the best? Vince, yeah, Vince sure. did. So I yeah, yeah, Vince knew. Let him have every chance in the world. But, I mean, you watch this match, and you're like, he's crisp already. Like, he, he's not very far into his run here, and you can already tell. Yeah, that he's He's so got the smooth. it factor. Yep. He definitely, definitely does. Um, and he's a sexy boy. And then HBK, uh, right after that, gets placed up top. And then there's a superplex splash combo um, and it, uh, from Glory and Power, and it's called the Powerplex. And that's the end of HBK in this match. Uh, it was actually a pretty cool tag move, I thought. Pretty yeah, unique. A superplex with a crossbody splash. It's really simple. It's nothing uh, f- really flashy, but it just seemed effective. And it was effective enough to get HBK out of this match. And that means Jake is alone now. And I believe he's alone against what Warlord and actually all four. Yeah, he's all left four against all four in. of them. Yep, all four yeah. are still in. Uh, so Warlord comes in, he overpowers Jake, gets a bear hug in. Jake escapes, hits a DDT while the ref is distracted. A sick DDT. Uh, it was a good, classic so Jake good. DDT. And then Martel, Martel tries to get his arrogance cologne and spray it again into Jake's eyes. This time he notices, rolls away, grabs the snake. Martel runs away in fear. Uh, Jake chases him away for... Another count out. Another count out. But you got to remember, Martel was not the legal man, so he was. So not he did not get out. counted out. And um, the visionaries win the match. The entire team survives. This is when I started noticing a little bit of a disappointing trend in these matches, which is uh, count outs and DQs uh, kind of being the downfall of a lot of guys in these Survivor Series matches. It did bring it down a little bit. Yeah. Been, that has meant more than the match itself. Yeah. True. Um. So another unfortunate. Uh, pattern I'm seeing. Hercules and Jimmy Snuka, both dead. Um, but I give the match two and a half stars. I really liked it. Uh, I probably would have given it two and three quarters if it wasn't for the ending. Um, I just thought the whole another count out was dumb. Which we'd see throughout more. Yes, we would. Luke? Uh, I actually give it two stars. Just because besides the Jake psychology and the Rockers being the Rockers, this was really four great superstars against the beef squad 
And so the Rockers weren't able to get all the offense they usually do, which is, you know, a lot of agility, a lot of top rope, like tandem top rope moves, which is what made them so good. Um, and then you've got, obviously, Jake Roberts, the ultimate ring psychologist. With By the way, we didn't mention this. Probably the best working jabs in the history. Oh yeah, he 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 got him in. He didn't get to do much in this match, which I was a bit disappointed right. in. But but um, when he was in, he looked great. He but he was, you can just watch him and watch the way he has the crowd in the palm of his hand. You know, we were talking about world championships earlier and mm-hmm. guys that should have had the world oh, championship. Yeah. Jake Roberts definitely deserved a long run with that title that he never got. But again. Like you, like Luke pointed out earlier, he's a guy that didn't need the title to be effective, just like Roddy Piper. But we also talked about all the guys that they threw at Hogan, right? And Jake really could have had a good. Jake and Hogan could have had something special. Like he could have been screwing with him in every way possible. Like it, yeah. We could book that all day long. And the crowd would have ate that up. Oh Oh, yeah, they would have loved it. The crowd ate up King Kong Bundy, and the crowd ate up anybody that. I think the only thing was just the stature. Was just well, and I Jake's think smaller. It would have been perfect because the, even character-wise, there's so much yin and yang there between mm-hmm. Jake, oh, who's yeah. mostly Polar soft-spoken opposites. and kind of uh, dark, De- and, demented, and then you have Hulk Hogan, who's like the example of positivity and the example of high energy. And I don't know, they could have made something. Really I don't know. I'm sitting here happen. thinking about this right now, and that that could have made a vintage WrestleMania. Oh, easily, yes, easily. yes. yes. That multiple could, times. That's that's one that they really missed the boat on, and they they, they fed Hogan everybody back in the day, right? Right. Like, but that's one that they but definitely this is, missed. This is like peak Vince being obsessed with juiced guys. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, peak yeah. big guy fetish. Oh, yeah. But two stars. Uh, yeah, I give it 2.25. Um, yeah, the the another counter ending kind of brought it down for me. Um, otherwise, it was decent. Uh, didn't hate it. Busted uh, out the Zachary Decimal system again, yes. I see. Backstage, uh, Team Hulkamania is interviewed, which is Hulk Hogan, Tugboat, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and Big Boss Man. And, and who does Hulk Hogan call out? Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein, brother. He like he doesn't just call Saddam Hussein out. He like offers a helping hand to the to the army and the to military. They, they're basically the saying army. they're gonna go over there and Hulk he's gonna, gonna he's gonna go leg drop Saddam Hussein over there in the Middle East. I think uh, I think everyone wanted to back then. Right? Everyone was yelling. So hopefully you like people yelling at you because every single man just such cheap Americana was just pops. yelling and screaming and just uh, it was it was great. Th- that that promo right there though is eighties wrestling at its finest. Oh yeah, mm. you have. The three superstars in Tugboat, and they're all just yelling. Three superstars in Tugboat. Yep, pretty much. Uh, and then That's that does lead up. into our next Survivor Series match. Uh, gentlemen, that does lead into our next Survivor Series match. Oh, we're match. fighting, dude. <laughs> I know. Which is Team Natural Disasters, which is Haku, Earthquake, uh, Dino Bravo, and the Barbarian versus the Hulkamaniacs. Can I call a timeout real quick? Yeah. Okay, Luke, I can understand why you say Marty Janetti deserves more credit than I give him. Mm-hmm. But come on, Tugboat you does not. Defend you tugboat. can't tug, defend Tugboat. <laughs> So you're <laughs> like, okay, like okay. I, I can I can admit Marty Janetti is better than what I. What did you call them though? What did you call them? Three what? Three, three wh- superstars in tugboat. According to Vince's definition, he's a superstar. Yeah, man. Any man on the roster is a superstar. Yeah, but um, big, I mean, big boss man in hacksaw. Two dude. The, oh come on, oh, they're they're bigger than tugboat. Hacksaw right, was right. over. I'm, I'm losing this one. Go ahead. Um. Uh, as I said earlier, man, Earthquake just makes me unsettled. Uh, this is, he looks like a guy that would drive a semi truck for All a right, living. So I worked oh at a re- my God, yeah. I worked at a restaurant for a long time, and he looks like a guy that would come in like eight times a week, and you would just get so irritated. In with fact, him. in fact, I I can visualize an exact person that used to walk like through Shayless and Centralia that looks exactly like him. 
Dude, I can think of the same guy he, right now. Blonde hair? Yeah, well, he's got the same baldness going on. He always had a huge jug with him. Yep, I oh know who you're talking god. about. The guy used to go to the Kmart all the time. Oh my god. Sorry. Uh, so Insane. the match does begin. Uh, Jim Duggan and Haku start the match. Haku misses a crossbody and then um, allows Duggan to clothesline Haku. Hacksaw misses an elbow and then Dino comes in and the Barbarian comes in and then Haku comes back in. So again, quick tags was kind of the theme, which is good. It's showing teamwork. Um, the boss man comes in, hits a back elbow for a near work. fall. Yeah. To uh, Haku. And then the boss man slam eliminates Haku right off the bat right there. Uh, kind of like a uh, not a very high impact uh, slam from Boss Man. Well, and there. he didn't get the full. He didn't get the full like wind up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, in case you guys didn't know, Abyss stole that shit directly from Big Boss Man. The black hole slam is the Boss Man slam. Hey man, uh, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. You're so yep. cute. Thank yep. you. Uh, I and, think every move's kind of stolen in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's only so many moves in the world. You right. Know? Um, I don't know if the young book young bucks stole a super kick from anyone, but probably not. They, I think that was pretty. Yeah, I, can't, I can't think of anybody. I actually. think that was the original to them. I don't think anyone else has ever done that. Um, so uh, Heenan gets taken out again here after a big boot lands from Bossman or Barbarian, and then Heenan needs another bump. Uh, Bossman gets slammed, and then he misses a second rope, rope elbow. There's a back body drop by Hacksaw, and then Earthquake comes in. Hacksaw tries taking. Uh, Tries doing something. Oh, tries tackling uh, Earthquake down a few times. Can't get him down. Can't take him off his feet. And then Hacksaw kind of just gets real mad because there's some kind of funky stuff going on outside of the ring. With Jimmy Hart. With Jimmy Hart. He grabs his 2x4, chases Jimmy Hart into the ring, gets distracted by Earthquake, just starts hitting him with the board, and then gets disqualified. And then he's beating the shit out of him. And then he's confused. He's looking around confused. He he throws his hands up in the air. Like, what did I do? He appeals to the it's like it's like a football player, right? That like, like the, blatantly could, does a like, pass interference. Yeah, like these football players, like the ball's coming to him, so they tackle the guy before he can catch the ball, and then, and they, then, they, then they throw up their hands like I didn't do shit, and it's yeah, like just like rip him down yeah, by his face mask. He, like, what? Very what? clearly used a foreign object on a man in the match, and then complained that he got DQ'd. with fanfare. Yes. Also, can I say that Bobby Heenan bump? He went into the corner and fell out. Almost as good as Shawn Michaels. It was a Shawn Michaels ass corner yeah. bump that it he was took great there. Yeah, uh, so goodbye to Hacksaw. And then Hulk, Hulk comes in, and Hulk just hulks on everybody. He Hogan's, he takes everybody out. Uh, he slams uh, he slams Earthquake with the power slam, and then Dino Bravo comes in. There's a series of elbows. Uh, Hogan pins Bravo with a roll-up at this point, and uh, Bossman and Quake come in after that. I'm calling him Quake. I'm shortening it up a little bit. Uh, Bossman gets caught in a crossbody attempt, and then Hulk Hogan comes in, and they just like, Pushes Bossman and Earthquake down. That was the funniest part of the show. Which is an earfall for Big Bossman. This was so funny. He didn't do anything like malicious. He just literally like came up and like tapped Earthquake on yeah, the not back. A, not a boot, not anything. Just, just like a slight just, push. There you go, pal. And that actually almost gets Earthquake eliminated. Not quite, but almost. And um, there's some elbows to Bossman and then another elbow standing elbow to Bossman for the elimination and the pinfall. So couple elbows does boss man in hogan comes back in he tries for a slam again on earthquake uh tries again for a slam on earthquake and then earthquake falls on him which is for a near fall there and then tugboat comes in and then hogan pulls earthquake outside as the two big men the former partners are brawling and uh so now we got a couple people outside the ring doing some brawling tugboat tugboat and earthquake are both counted out so we're down to Hulk and the Barbarian, and Barbarian hits the laziest pile driver I think I've ever seen ever in my life on yeah, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Hogan had to do all of the work. <laughs> Barbarian just like leaned back and sat down, 
and there's a near that gives a near fall. There's a flying lariat, and then Hulk gets hulked up, big boot, leg drop for the win for his team. <sighs> Guys, this the- is the point of the show, and I really started getting tired of some of this booking. Because we got another double count out spot in this match between Tugboat and Earthquake. And at this point, I'm getting pretty tired of it, which definitely hurt my enjoyment of this match. So, I have a couple things about this. Yeah. First of all, they played up Hogan and Earthquake perfect. Like, they really did a good job of booking Hogan versus the big guys. Well, that's all these matches are just like that uh, that overlying feud. Right, right. But Between the captains. But this match was, at points, perfectly booked. But at other points, terribly booked. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So I'm going to give it two and a half stars, even though my, oh. my favorite guy's in it. There's a little bit of bias there. Hell yeah, there is. What, but, do you get, what would you give it, Luke? Uh, one, and a quarter, one and three quarters? Like I wasn't that bad. Yes, it was, dude. No. It was pretty bad, Kyle. Uh, no, no, there I mean, was some shitty I know finishes, I was just but. I know I was just defending Tugboat, but I mean, him and Earthquake had a fucking sumo match out yeah. on the outside. Um, Hacksaw... That was weird. I mean, it was it was all Dino Bravo's pretty forgettable. I'm well, sorry to say the hacksaw thing kind of made sense in a way, except for him trying to defend like defend it. Yeah, like um, he he got mad and how many faces have we seen like freak out over time and use their weapon and get well? We saw that from hacksaw a lot. Yes. Yeah, that was kind of his also go-to. dead earthquake boss man and Dino Bravo. Yep, the dead counter keeps rising. Uh, I give it two stars. Um, yeah, it it really wasn't doing anything for me in the booking. Did not help at all. Uh, it was fun to see Hogan, though, just like in peak red and yellow Hogan, just the fanfare for him. When when Real American starts hitting, the, everybody stands bam, up. Bam, there is bam, not bam, one butt bam, in a seat bam, bam, bam. in that and, arena. And if you look around the crowd, you see all kinds of Hulk Hogan merchandise. Oh, yeah. That's just random. Oh, yeah. Which, and reminds, I have a lot us, of that. which reminds us, buy some Hulkamania merchandise. Yeah, you can go buy yourself a Hulkamania shirt and support all so the So whenever it feels support. like it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, at least you can look at your Hulkamania mania shirt and know that you got to take a stand and that you don't have to hide that's right that's right Dude, you should do infomercials you should um after that Thanks, match man. uh mean gene is interviewing the macho king who of course is macho man who is, savage who is just on one he is shaking like a chihuahua in this interview he is completely out of control uh, i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that the, in the locker room they just have a flower sack full of cocaine <laughs> they bro. had to everyone's just he was shaking, bumping he was like violently shaking and then he called hogan moment. a turkey he called hogan no, 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 a turkey no, he, he called, called the G- ultimate warrior yeah he, he called him both turkeys and he called mean gene the ultimate turkey. the ultimate yeah. warrior is gonna be the ultimate turkey and, when uh, i take that title basically yeah he just Barry's the ultimate warrior saying he's going to win the title back. And that leads right into our next match, which is... Macho needs to lay off the Red Bull and Coke. Not a good thing yeah. before you go on TV, buddy. Oh, what also, about also dead. dead. So I'm just going to get this right off the bat. Yep. This is my worst match of the night coming Oh, up. this is by far the worst match of the night. Uh, this is the Alliance, which is uh, Tito, Nikolai Volkov, and the Butch... Oh, okay. These, it's Bush called Whackers. the Alliance, and they come out with an American flag. Yeah. And Tito... Nikolai Volkov comes out with American Nik- flag. Yeah, Nikolai Volkov, who's, who's Russian. Russian. We got Tito Santana, who's Hispanic, Hispanic, and, and then, then the Bushwhackers, Bush who are from Australia. And they're facing off against the Mercenaries, which is Sergeant Slaughter, uh, uh, Boris something, Boris Zukov. I can't remember his last name. Zukov, Boris the animal. and the Orient Express. And I have to say, before this match, uh, I usually am all about Sergeant Slaughter and hearing him cut promos, but he cut. <laughs> One of the most incoherent, rambling promos Terrible. I've ever heard in my entire life. If any of you watched uh, the Halloween Havoc that we did with Piper and Hogan, <laughs> it's like this, this is worse than that. It is not, because it didn't carry off onto the end of the show. This, went for like, this wasn't as fun. 
yeah, this wasn't as fun. This went on for like five minutes, which was way too Well, long. and the thing is, is, it wasn't even an interview backstage. His it was music like on the hit, entrance ramp. His music hit, then Gene Okerlund like stopped him. And as his music is still blaring and the crowd's like waiting for them to come out, he's it just like talking. It was like a too. fever dream. It was like this this drum roll while Sergeant Slaughter's just like screaming at you. And it's like is, a fever dream. And it's not making any sense. Well, this no. is when he's like an Iraqi sympathizer. Yeah, at this that's point. a good point. He's a heel. The so here's, here's a little snippet real quick of, of his speech. Uh, he's defending the Iraqi troops and saying, and everything's slow and drawn out. They deserve a nice, delicious turkey dinner. Talking about the Iraqi soldiers. And at one point, he, he said bizarre. he wanted turkey, too. Yeah, everyone's getting turkey. Mm. Uh, so the match does start. Uh, the Bushwhackers take out Boris right in the start. And then uh, Tito Santana comes in, hits a flying forearm, and eliminates uh, Boris and uh, the powerhouse, Tito Santana. All that it took was forearm one forearm. Is, like, that's well, a that's devastating finisher, move. But still. Uh, but, yeah, and he will. That's not the only elimination you get with that move, either. Um, so Boris is gone. And then there's a spin kick to Butch. Um, from Sato, who's one of the members of the Orient Express, a really cool spin kick. He kind of had his arm, and he went like three quarters of the way around his body to kick him in the head, and that was really neat. Um, I wasn't really that aware of the Orient Express, but from what very, very limited action we got to see in this match, I thought they looked pretty interesting myself. Um, yeah, they brought a different flavor to it. Like yeah, Japanese wrestling. Yep, and then uh, out of nowhere, there's a battering ram from the Bushwhackers that eliminates uh, Sato, who's the man who just got the big kick. Tito comes back in and eliminates Tanaka. I didn't even... What move was it? I missed the move that eliminated him. Probably a fucking forearm. Probably a forearm. But he, uh, So both members of the Orient Express are now gone. Um, Volkov comes in, he, and then he eats a Sergeant Slaughter clothesline, and Sergeant Slaughter just goes off at this point. Um, so it, it's worth noting also at this point that everyone's gone but Sergeant Slaughter for the uh, the mercenaries. So Slaughter comes in and just starts working over Volkov. This gets it gets really boring. Uh, there's a lot of just slow big man action, and then eventually there's just an elbow, a standing elbow that eliminates Volkov, and he's gone. And so the Bushwhackers come in. There's a double Bushwhackers close on for a near fall. A splash gets countered. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter hits a gut buster on to Luke and eliminates him. Uh, with a gut buster. And then Butch comes in uh, and gets eliminated with a clothesline. And then Tito comes in. There's a back body drop, a flying forearm. Uh, and then Sergeant Slaughter gets up. There's a swinging neckbreaker for a near fall. Then there's a backbreaker for a near fall. So Tito's kind of kicking out of some stuff here. There's a suplex to Tito. Then there's a ref bump. Ref is taken out. Uh, there's a Tito forearm to Slaughter. He can't get the pinfall because the ref is still down. And then while this is happening, Adon comes in, hits Tito with the flag right in the gut, which allows Sergeant Slaughter to get the camel, cl- the cobra clutch in. Sorry. And while this is happening, it no, looks like no, 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 it was a camel clutch. Camel clutch. Sorry, because he was heel. Yeah, the oh, well, and, right, and the cobra right. clutch was like the million dollar dream. That's right. That's right. Uh, so while this is happening, um, you think maybe Tito had quit and just, and couldn't take the. Camel clutch, but it turns out, after some deliberation, that no, Sergeant Slaughter was disqualified because the ref, in his stupor, managed to see the interference and he well, got for whatever reason, like he couldn't talk, like that's what was preventing him from disqualifying him earlier. Yeah, like he was yeah. holding his throat. Uh, so Hell at any rate, him, Sergeant Slaughter gets disqualified, and Tito is the lone survivor for his team. This match sucked. I give it zero point seven five oh, stars. Oh, it sucked some ass. I gave it one, and uh, Nikolai Volkov is dead. But it was just not good. No, nothing, inter- nothing entertaining about it. And you still gave it one. 
I mean, I, I still gave it one, but nope, you're wrong. there's a lot worse than this that I've seen. Like the major guns. Yes, we'll always. <laughs> I'm go always back gonna to go one. back to that match as being the worst match I think I've ever. And seen. There was something else we saw too that was just. Oh, there's a lot of things we we've saw. seen. Some bad matches. Um, this was better than um, something. The half Judy of, Bagwell on a pole. And yes, it was and, on a forklift. And that. the uh, half of the ECW December to December. Yeah, true, true. I'll give you that. Uh, so now, guys, after that, it's bum, time. Bum 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 bum. It is time to find out what's in that damn egg, that goddamn egg that we've been sitting on for all these weeks. So Gene Oakland takes us to ringside to see what's going on with yes. the egg, and he goes, wherever this came from, it had to hurt. Because uh, this is a very large egg. Because <laughs> it came out of somebody's ass, am then, I right? Thanks, Luke. And then, uh, so Gene starts yeah. cutting a promo on this egg, and he says it's about to hatch. And then, guys, what comes out of the egg but... The gobbly googer. The gobbledy... There you go. Go- Kyle, for somebody who might be... Uh, not up on their wrestling history. What is a gobbledygooker? Well, it is a man in a chicken suit that comes out of an egg. A turkey that, uh, suit. <laughs> it's a turkey suit. It's a turkey sir. suit. Damn it. It's a turkey that dances with Mean Gene. Not well, either. That's it. He comes out to the ring and dances. And mean the crowd Gene. is dead. Uh, yeah, the crowd is it's no, stunned so, silence. So, so <laughs> as soon as they see that it's an actual fucking bird coming out of the egg. There are audible there, boos. There is, there is actually a swarm of boos to start that. Like other people are confused and not saying anything, but then there's like an actual swarm of just boo. And they haven't booed anything all night. But with how they've been building this, you would have thought fucking Ric Flair was in that thing. <laughs> yeah, and it turned out to just be a, a turkey, and they dance in the ring. Mean Gene falls over trying to run the ropes. It's a good time. Uh, I'm gonna be honest here, guys. Uh, we skipped the end of the segment. I couldn't. I couldn't, it was only like two minutes. I couldn't it take bad. it. It was the first time we've skipped anything because this is just who cares? They're just dancing. Yeah, and they're uh, just fucking Cotton Eye Joe or some shit. This was terrible. And after that, we get an interview backstage. Uh, Hulk, the Ultimate Warrior, and Tito, who are the three f- uh, babyface survivors of the evening, who will be taking on the heel survivors. They're interviewed, and just more yelling, just more people yelling at you. Warriors going crazy, and everyone's yelling. Even Tito's yelling. Everyone's yeah. yelling. Well, and and uh, what did uh, what did Hogan call Tito? I'm trying to oh, remember. His, his Ariba brother. His Ariba. No, the Ariba man. The Ariba. <laughs> I know damn well that was not like he was not re- referenced. Like that's not a nickname. That's his nickname. No, the Ariba man. Ariba. We should, Ariba. We should have, <laughs> always yelled out Ariba. We, Ariba. We, we literally. Ariba should, man. We should have seen this coming. We should have seen this Hulk Hogan scandal coming. Uh, yeah, so the Ariba man, uh, they get interviewed back there. And then the Visionaries uh, get interviewed as well. Um, so this is, of course, uh, this is the main event of the evening. And it is the, the babyface survivors versus the heel survivors. And on the babyface side, you have the Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, and Tito. And on the heel side, you have a lot of people. You have, who we got? We got Rick Martel. Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. Paul Roma. Paul Roma. Warlord. Warlord. And Hercules. And Hercules. And as we get ready for this match, I see a sign in the crowd that says, Yo, homie, Hulk kicks. Not sure exactly what that means. He kicks, man. He kicks butt. That's, Yo, homie, yeah, Hulk that, kicks. That's that's some 1990s crap right there. It was awesome. Anyways, along with the match. Let's get into the match. Uh, so Hulk and Warrior and Tito, as I said, I didn't mean to read that line. I apologize. Uh, so a Tito forearm right off the bat eliminates Warlord instantly. The second the bell rings, Warlord's gone. They got to get him out of there. And then Teddy Biasi comes in. Tito it gives him a body drop and then a stun gun to Tito, and he's gone. So Tito's gone just like that. Uh, a first stun gun on the ropes. Hogan comes in. Hercules comes in. 
and then glory i'm calling him glory still glory comes in takes out hogan you're gonna give hercules a proper respect but not just gonna say paul roma okay sorry roma comes in takes out hogan with an axe handle martel gets tagged in and then hercules takes hogan out and then ted dibiase comes in there's a knee drop for a near fall an elbow for a near fall hogan's powering out of everything and then hercules comes in puts hulk on the top rope and they do the powerplex but hulk kicks out you don't put Hulk away with the powerplex. Yeah, no, you don't just superplex and then get another off the top rope move. And, uh, yeah, and then Hulk Hogan gets up and does manage to hit a clothesline onto Roma, and he's gone, so I don't have to try and remember his name anymore because he's off the show now. And he's Glory. eliminated. <laughs> so Glory's gone. And then Warrior comes in, hits a bulldog-type move to Martel, and then Hulk comes in, hits a terrible-looking big boot, which sends Martel out of the ring, and then Martel just leaves, and he's gone. He's like, fuck it, I'm So fine. he gets counted out. There's by. no way I want to fight Hulk and Warrior. Yeah, and so uh, Ted DiBiase is in, he eats a clothesline and a big boot and a leg drop, and then Ted DiBiase's gone, which means uh, the last man on this team is Hercules, oddly enough. And he gets clotheslined, and then there's a shoulder tackle from the Warrior and a splash for the win. Uh, who who could have seen that coming? Probably no. everybody. You know what's crazy is everybody in that arena knew that these two were going to be the last two standing on the show. At least I hope. And they still popped. Still here. ate it up. Yeah, they definitely did. What did you guys think of the match? Um, I mean, the match wasn't really much more than the, the faces getting... Squash. Yeah, basically a glorified squash. Mm-hmm. But I'll give it two and a half. It was fun. It was entertaining. Was that, was that punny? Glorified? Was kind that, of. There's yeah. a lot of power and a lot of glory from nice. the faces in it. Nice. But but the crowd ate it up. They loved everything. You say two and a half? It. Yeah. You Hogan Mark. I know that's 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 a, seems a bit high, but hey, we're all entitled to our it. Opinions. It is a little high, but I mean, it wasn't horrible. I thought it was pretty bad. Luke, what did you think? Well, it, this is this is ni- this is the early '90s, man. Like, I'm ju- I'm not I'm judging on a curve, you know. Like, sure. So sure. for 1990s, this was fine. Well, and you know what's going to happen, especially if Hogan and Warrior are in the same match and the same oh, yeah, match. definitely. Like, yeah, we, we all knew what was coming. I'm surprised Tito even got eliminated, to be honest. I guess they had to make it look not so one-sided. But I gave it uh, I gave it two stars. It, it, was, it, was, it was Hogan. I mean, it was getting a big pop. It was Hogan and Warrior doing what they do, and they squashed the bad guys. I also gave it two stars. Um, definitely wasn't anything special, but just it's fun to see the crowd so into them. And again, just the... The early late '80s, early '90s wrestling landscape was just, just so cheesy just and so much so fun. much kayfabe. It's it's hard to not kind of find yourself buying into it. Yeah, yeah it's, just, I, it's I so much fun. It's fun. It's it's when the fans didn't have the internet, so and they weren't too worried. They weren't being as Zach calls them stuffy ass internet fans. <laughs> yeah, you know, you guys, know who I'm talking about. We probably have a lot of them. So if you're a stuffy ass internet fan, who's a fan you. of the podcast, but thank like, you. They weren't worried about. You know how technical they were. They were just there to see, like, to have a good time. It was back before the internet, before the we faces. we judged everything. Yeah. Basically, basically, uh, somewhere Jim Cornette was just creaming his jeans. Oh yeah, this is like a Jim Cornette would have loved this show. Mm. Besides Man, the Hurricane. Yeah, except for the Hurricane. Um, Jim Cornette sucks. So, so that's that's the end of the show. It goes off with all the baby faces um, celebrating. Celebrating uh, overall. Uh, I will say this was a fun show. I didn't think it was a very good show, but it was a fun show. It wasn't as fun for me as Halloween Havoc was uh, because that was just kind of more like all over the place. Overall, match quality wasn't really there, but there was some fun to be had, uh, and I give the show a C- minus overall. Uh, I give the show a mid-C, like a 75% out of 100. I thought it was fun, and I thought that the, the crowd loved it. Um, I think it got in the whole... 90s late 80s early 90s like 
you know, everything that you're trying to get on a big show there. You get the Hogan spot, the Warrior spot, the Macho Man promo. The turkey the, the, coming out of the egg. The gobbledygooker. That. That, that that actually takes it down to like a Z. A Z. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah. So I, I gave it a C-. minus. Um, it did everything. It need, I mean, it advanced. It did what Survivor Series does. And it advanced all the rivalries, kept everything afloat and going. Um, but then there was that damn gobbledygooker. There was just stuff that didn't make sense. Too many yeah. countouts. Uh, and, it, and it was a... Um, in true early 90s fashion, there was just a surprising lack of bosom shots. And that just doesn't do it. Yeah, you know, that's actually a good point. We could have used a little bit more. There was not, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was not one woman there on the show. There was not one woman, This is the Sausage Fest. Sausage party. That's surprising. That might be the first show that we've reviewed oh, that easily. hasn't yeah, had a definitely. woman. Yeah, there's no women or Limp Biscuit. But, but, <laughs> no Limp Biscuit. No Limp Biscuit. Oh, hold on. But it did have both Kyle's favorite and Hulk and my... Yeah, my favorite Undertaker. So yeah, I really got, enjoyed that, that show. It. It's, it's it's historical. So should I tell you guys what's on tap for next week? Yes. Do it. Survivor Series 1997, which is the Brett screwed Brett. Yeah, Survivor we're doing Series. we're doing it. The Dakota Special. The Dakota Special. We got Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. We got Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the British or versus Owen Hart. Sorry, it says with the British Bulldog outside the ring. Uh, then we have Ken Shamrock, Ahmad Johnson, and the Legion of Doom versus the Nation of Domination. Did you say Ahmad? Yeah. It's Ahmad, Ahmad. Johnson. Hey, Come whatever. on, bro. Kane versus Mankind. Team USA versus Team Canada. And the Truth, Com- Truth Commission versus the Disciples of Apocalypse. Should be an interesting oh, and, show. And the Godwins and the Outlaws versus the Headbangers and the New Blackjacks. Ooh, a slot party. Should be interesting. Um, yeah. So thank you, everybody, for listening this week. We are very excited to be kicking off... Uh, Survivor Series month. For Very you. thankful. We were a little goofy tonight. Please excuse that. We had some fun. Hey, it's okay to yeah, have some yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, to hell with... Yeah. Yeah. Forgive us for this having a good time. This is 1990 WWF. We're having a good time. Fuck Luke, right? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I'll talk to you all. And have a good night. Love you.